Delilah, exactly what did you do to this guy? Hey there, Delilahs and other people that are listening to the show, not named Delilah. This is another episode of Lyrics for Lunch. It's basically a weekly TED Talk about your favorite songs. We get into the history, the writing, the critical and cultural response to these songs. I'm your host. I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm a writer and a director and a musician, and I am joined this week and every week by oh i'm supposed to yeah myself. see you'd see you fucked it up too now you didn't prep me i prepped you, you which you didn't appreciate well i would appreciate I, th- I thought that's i thought that was <laughs> how we were just gonna do it forever i'm Lindsay tucker hello <laughs> great say so know who i am okay let's just roll okay let's just roll <laughs> how was your week Lindsay? great it's friday oh. got that friday feeling got that friday feeling yeah. Um, How about you? I'm I'm good. I I feel haunted by today's song. We're not doing. Oh we're taking a quick break from famous monsters for a while, and for whatever reason, this episode disturbed my soul. It's not even a disturbing <laughs> episode. I'm just like haunted by this song that we're doing this week. This week, I kind of am too. Yeah. So for personal reasons. So okay. So this is. Th- I think that this is part of the cultural staying power of the song is like, for whatever reason, it like weasels its way into your brain and subconscious and whatnot. And so this is part of our discussion today. But if you couldn't tell by the intro today, we're going to talk about the 2005, 2006, 2007 classic indie rock heartthrob ballad. Hey there, Delilah by the plain white tees. But, before we do that, we have a little bit of mailbag. Mailbag, it's mailbag. The bail is really big. <laughs> okay, so that's a thing that we're going to have to talk about. <laughs> I said bail instead of bag or mail. I, uh, mm-hmm. BT dubs. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Do you want me to read the, the email that we got? Yeah. Uh, this is from listener Amanda. Hi, Amanda. She says, I'm listening to some back episodes that I missed. And first of all, the episode about driver's license made me feel a million years old. Me too, Amanda. I dreamed about Olivia Rodrigo last night that she was mean. And I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't buy that T-shirt at Target. (laughs) (laughs) Did you actually almost buy a T-shirt at Target? Yes. Nice. Uh, I'd never heard of the song, the singer, the TV show, and I've never been on TikTok. Well, we're going to talk a lot about TikTok today. (laughs) Oh, no. Just absolutely nothing for me to latch on to. I'm the same age as Aviv. Thanks, Amanda. I did how. I did, however, watch a lot of Doug as a kid. Aviv mentioned in your Wings episode that the Beats were a Beatles sound-alike band, and embarrassingly, and embarrassingly, I had never put that together. They don't sound similar to me. They actually don't sound similar don't. at all. It's at just all. like a vibe they look thing. Like them, yeah. Right? They have like Muppet heads. Yeah, I'm 
she goes on to say, I'm really enjoying the podcast and I'm annoying my husband with all the fun new trivia I'm learning. Oh. Perfect. This is exactly what we want. <laughs> Strangely, I also went down a Leonard Cohen Hallelujah rabbit hole about 15 years ago, and I know a lot of the details on that one. I remember reading about 12 verses that someone had written down on the fan site message board and heard that there were more than 50 that Cohen wrote. I really hope Lindsay is able to track down some of them. So mm, I think I update yeah i think that you also found some on message boards but you couldn't corroborate them and so we decided not not to yeah because there are so many fake ones that we didn't want to put any more of that out into the world yeah um we also do have a a slight leonard cohen update we're getting there the update is we're getting there (laughs) but to lead us into today's episode we have a, a listener a listener message from from carly oh yeah what does carly have to say This is from Carly in Denver. If you do end up (laughs) doing a show on the Hey There Delilah song, let it be known the lead singer kissed me on the cheek when I was like 14, and I think that's a little weird. Yeah, it is. I think that's a little weird, too. Carly, I'd like to hear more about this. Can we we get like a relative time of when Carly was 14? Like a a ballpark? I don't want to out Carly's age like Amanda did to me, but... Carly is like 28. So 28. So 14 years ago was 2007. So it would be like prime Hey There Delilah time. <laughs> okay. Without, oh, yeah. Before we get into the last thing, last bit of housekeeping before we get into today's episode, head on over to our Instagram. We're still running the contest. You can win a the an album of your choice on vinyl from Newtown Book and Record Exchange, my hometown record store. So please uh, continue to give us your song facts on our Instagram. The end. Never stop. Never stop, never stopping. Okay. <laughs> so today, Lindsay, are you ready? I am so ready. We're going to be talking about Hey There, Delilah by the Plain White Tees. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship with this song? Mm-hmm. Okay. My relationship with this song is that when I was graduating college, I had been dating this guy, James, just outing him. A friend on of air. the show, James. <laughs> and we had been dating since the summer before sophomore year of college. So a couple, couple two, three years. Yeah. And I'm like, sweet, I'm graduating. Like, let's move to New York. Let's move to California. Okay, like, sure. <laughs> let's be together. And he's like, oh, I'm going to move to Kentucky. Okay. And so this song was wretched and I hated it. And it also made <laughs> me feel really bad. Like, James didn't feel like that about me. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so my experience is A, thinking that the song was shit, and then B, just making me feel unworthy because this creepy stalker guy was not, my, my boyfriend wasn't a creepy stalker lover. So let's take a listen to it. Why don't we? <laughs> you have no reaction to my story. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, this whole episode is going to be about your story. <laughs> okay. That's sad. Oh. Thanks a lot. So let's take a let's take a watch of the Hey There Delilah music video. Oh my god, those shoes. We loved split screens in 2007. Hey 
there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty, yes you do. Times Square can shine as bright as you, I swear it's true. Hey there, Delilah, don't you worry about the distance I'm right there if you get lonely Give this song another listen, close your eyes Let listen it be known that James voice, played the guitar <laughs> Did he play this song for you ever? No! <laughs> no Which was very upsetting, I guess Apparently <laughs> So, so even though you hated the song, it was very effective for you, is what I'm hearing. What you do to me? Hey there, Delilah. I know times are getting hard, but just believe me, girl. Someday I'll pay the bills with this guitar. We'll have it good. It's not a good song. Okay, so let's play a quick round of Does It Slap. Does not slap. Hey there, Delilah. I've got so much left to say. If Slaps not. Simple song I wrote to you would take what about you? Breath away, I'd write I can't tell. This is the thing I've been <laughs> wrestling with. This is what's been haunting me. It's definitely an earworm. It's definitely in there. Right. So the earworm. Does that. Doesn't. Does it being an earworm automatically mean that it slaps? I don't like his delivery. Oh, you don't? Do okay, sure. A thousand miles seems pretty far, but they've got planes and trains and cars. I'd walk to you if I had no other way. Our friends would all make fun of us, and we'll just laugh along because we know that none of them have felt this way. I can promise you that by the time we get through The world will never ever be the same And you're to blame Hey there Delilah, you be good and don't you miss me Two more years and you'll be done with school And I'll be making history like I do You'll know it's all because of you Whatever we want to Hey there Delilah, here's to you This one's for you Oh, it's what you do to me oh, Have you ever played you this for anyone? No That's part oh, of my history with the song actually When are we going to hear that? Uh, you, can, you can ask me if you want Okay, Aviv, what's your experience with this song? I don't, I don't actually heartbreak. Re- no, I don't actually remember hearing the song for the first time. But I remember four or so years later, my cousin was like gonna bring my guitar to Thanksgiving, and I asked my cousin what songs he and like the ki- his kids liked, so I could learn is them. And he's like, what cousin is this? We need, yeah, this is my we cousin Noam. Okay. Did you want me to give you their fucking address? Uh, yeah, cause he's got a ni- he's got a nice house. He does <laughs> he does very well for himself. Uh, yeah, my cousin has two daughters, and so he asked if I could learn "Hey There, Delilah" to like play, and I was like, no. 
He wanted it for his daughters? Yeah. He's like, oh, we like love this song as a family. So for whatever reason. The Von Trapp family sing, hey there, Delilah. So so for whatever reason, I I associate the song with like parents and their children, which it has absolutely nothing to do with. So this song has the video that we watched just just now has 89 million plays on YouTube. And then there's another video from the Plain White Tees Vivo. So this is like the Hollywood Records Vivo. And there's the Fearless Records thing because the song was released twice. We'll talk about that. That also has 81 million plays. So in total, that's 170 million plays of the video. And 120 million plays of this video separately. It's just the lyrics on like a Jeopardy like a background. Yeah, like a blue background, right? Like the classic, like, this is a lyrics video. It has 120 million plays from someone named Scarpetti. Who doesn't on YouTube. know how to use apostrophes. Yeah. So it, it, it is very, very like utterly shamelessly simple and low fi. But the reason that I'm counting these all separately is at this time, you know, this came out in 2006, 2007. This was before we like really knew how to not cannibalize our YouTube videos, right? So like there are so many so many different versions of of Hey There Delilah that are like quote unquote official that all kind of cannibalize each other. So I I counted the top 10 Hey there, Delilah videos on YouTube. And so it's just the song with like maybe a lyrics or maybe a back, but it's like not anyone playing the song. It's not anything special. It's just like the song in front of a different picture or sometimes the same picture. So the top 10 Hey there, Delilah videos on YouTube have a combined 430 million views, right? So a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It has nearly 700 million plays on Spotify. 700 million? 700 million. How much does driver's license have? Driver's license just crossed the billion mark like recent like within the last couple of weeks. Okay. So, how do do you, you seem to know the lyrics even though you, you <laughs> claim to hate the song, you seem to know the lyrics. So, uh-huh. what do you think the song's about? So, I thought it was about he's somewhere else, a thousand miles away, she's in New York City. Mhm. Tonight she looks so pretty as yes, she does. How would he know if she's a thousand <laughs> miles away? But sure. Um, I figured like because he was his, she was his girlfriend, and they'd been spending a lot of time together, maybe in college, but or they were going away to college, so now they're separated. But he can assume that she still looks pretty, and she's smart. <laughs> hey there, Delilah. <laughs> One could assume you look pretty. <laughs> yeah, a thousand miles seems pretty far, but. They've got planes and trains and cars I'd walk to if I had no other way. So so the so the distance the distance between them is not not gonna be a problem, right? That's the deal. Right. And like none of their friends, like their friends just laugh at them, but their friends just don't even know because they've never been in love like this. So for a song that doesn't really like do a lot, it, this has a lot of fucking lyrics, which I respect because I, I also write a lot of lyrics. So the maybe he's traveling because he's on tour yeah so there is this thing about let's take a let's take a look at the third verse so first verse is hey there delilah what's it like in new york city second verse is don't worry about the distance right i'm right here if you get lonely give the song another listen okay so third verse could do would you do a dramatic reason reading of the third verse 
Hey there, Delilah. I know times are getting hard, but just believe me, girl. Someday I'll pay the bills with this guitar. We'll have it good. Yeah. We'll have the life we knew we would. My word is good. So my my man is rhyming good with good and wood. <laughs> New York City and pretty. So if every know. simple song I wrote to you would take your breath away, I'd write it all. This is very John Hinckley Jr. esque. Yeah, it's it? a little obsessive, right? <laughs> So this, maybe this is a famous monster. So in the last verse is, hey there, Delilah, you be good. And don't you miss me two more years and you'll be done with school. There and I'll go. be And I'll be making history like I do. You, you'll know it's all because of you. We can do whatever we want to. To do you. This one's for you. This one's for you. <laughs> well, Jesus, dude. Oh, okay. it's what you do to me. So, so having read the lyrics for seemingly the first time, do you have any, any, would you like to amend any of your interpretation? Yes. She was definitely at school. <laughs> okay. I don't like, can I say this? Like I've heard that he didn't even know her. And that this yeah. Is so, so, so yeah. So, so tell me, tell me what you know about the song. What is your history okay. with the song? So uh, years later, somehow uh, through osmosis i learned that um he never even met delilah and this was just kind of like a creepy ode to some girl he'd never met but like i feel like she knew she knew about it was there a reaction video (laughs) (laughs) so the plain white tees was formed in lombard illinois in 1997 the group began as a trio with lead guitarist and singer tom higginson and this dude fletcher last name fletcher on the bass guitar and tyrio on the drums tyrio tyrio the it was they were like a punk band punk pop punk band pop punk didn't really exist in 1997 um the group played mostly local chicago punk shows in the suburbs and eventually they had a gig at the metro in wrigleyville which is a place i've been it's like a nice club what did you do there I saw Me Without You in 2007. Okay. The day before I got into a huge car accident. What? Yeah, I was in a huge car accident. 2007, Chicago. As the band began to establish itself in the local scene, a fourth member, Steve Mast, was recruited, and he he moved into lead guitar position with Tom Higginson moving into rhythm guitar but still being like the primary kind of creative driving engine of the song if you look at the kind of flow chart of the timeline of the band tom higginson is the only band member to last from 1997 till today okay tom higginson is the only band member to last from 1997 to today higginson tom higgle (laughs) disaster struck in 1999 what Tom Higginson broke several vertebrae in a car crash while driving the the band's van. Same year as you? No. 1999. Two years later. Literally eight years before. You said 1997. No, I said 2007. We're going to find out when you edit this tape. Yeah. So let me let me rewind it back. Zip, 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 zip. 1997, (laughs) the band formed. I saw me without you in 2007 in chicago and then was in a huge car accident the day after okay and then in 1999 yeah we're just doing parallel we're jumping (laughs) this is like fucking cloud atlas (laughs) so higginson broke several vertebrae in a car crash in 1999 while driving the band's van he was in a back brace for three months and had to learn to walk again yeah my insides hurt 
yeah, pro, real bad. And Higginson changed his songwriting process after that, choosing songs that were choosing to write songs that were more meaningful to him. And and he wanted to take the band more seriously at that point, right? Because he had this near-death experience. Mm. I just wonder if people were like, you've changed, man. Like, you used to be cool. <laughs> I think he's like a little bit more emotional at this point because he's like writing songs that matter as opposed to being this like young punk kid that's writing songs about, you know, whatever. I haven't heard any pre-1999 Plain White Tees song. Okay. So this is from today the periodical not the not the date chicago the chicago based band got off to a difficult start in 1999 higginson was 30 miles from home driving on interstate 88 in illinois when he was thrown from his vehicle and landed on the highway median between Ah! lanes of traffic the next thing he knew he woke up in the hospital with back injuries the next thing he knew from like, that, from the next thing he knew, from the Delilah was standing over him. <laughs> uh, from that ordeal and recovery came introspection and what would become the soul of the Plain White Tees music. And this is a quote from guita- the guitarist Dave Tirio. The kid almost dies in a car crash, comes out of it, six months later starts writing songs that are more personal. All of a sudden, things start moving. So they started to get a little bit more traction after take a taking music more seriously and b writing a little bit more personal songs okay this is from this is tom tom higginson's quote from the metro uk i was driving alone in a van down the expressway and got cut up the van flipped over eight times and i was thrown out and woke up in the hospital with all my friends and family around me i didn't see a white light or leave my body i don't even remember what happened one minute i was driving the next i was in a hospital i'd broken my back and i had to learn how to walk again i had to wear a back brace and use a walker like old people use after three months i was back to normal like old people use okay this is the quote man he sounds like a real winner Mm-hmm. Well, you, you and Tom will get real acquainted soon. Tom is the one who apparently kissed Carly on the cheek. Oh, great. In 2000, the band, the band recorded its first album called Come On Over. Come, come on, on over. Yeah. Come on over, baby. And in 2002, the band self-financed the recording of their second album, Stop. Stop right now thank you very much yep that's they are actually the spice girls they changed their name to the spice girls and stop attracted the attention of a label called fearless records Mm -hmm. which is like a small indie label also like it takes kind of balls to name your album stop to name to name your album anything that a critic could be like please stop Mm mm-hmm so while the band toured in support of Stop, <gasps> while the band toured in, in support of the album, I'm not going to say it. And you know that we can go and find some mother. The drummer and bassist left and were replaced by Tim Lopez and Mike Rotondo. So the, the members are cycling and the only two original members left are Dave, Dave Tirio and Tirio. Tom Higginson. So Tyrio was drumming and then decided to switch to rhythm guitar. And they got a new drummer. Named Damar Hamilton. Pat Laboon. You're just making names up now? <laughs> yeah. Damar Hamilton. So Tyrio actually started on the drums, switched over to guitar. Okay. 2005. 
they release an album called All That We Need. And this was the first album with the new lineup with Tyrio on the guitar instead of the drums. And it featured the song Hey There, Delilah. Okay. And then in 2006, the band signed to Hollywood Records, which we have heard from our first episode, Fastball. Yeah. Episode one. Episode one, Fastball. <laughs> that Listen to it. Is owned by Disney. It's like a major yes. label, right? Mm-hmm. And then they released the record called Every Second Counts. And it featured a new version of Hey There, Delilah with the string oh. section. So the original oh. version was just Tom Higginson and the guitar. And then the like, oh, we're on Hollywood Records now version has the string section in it. So I really hate to have to do this. Are you going to make me listen to the Higginson one? No. It's the same one. Okay. It's literally the same one. They did this. They used the same recording and just added strings. Oh, okay. And you can listen to them both on Spotify. It's like they're exactly the same. Okay. So one of the best sources for the writing and inspiration for Hey There, Delilah comes from the Bachelor Insider podcast on Bachelor Nation. What? Like the show? Like the roses? Yes. Okay. Because at some point, Higginson came on The Bachelor to play Hey There, Delilah on like one of those special dates. Ew. Yes. But this is on The Bachelor Happy Hour podcast. Higginson went into great detail about his first encounter with the real Delilah. Delilah was a friend of his friend, Kim. And they were going to a concert. Kim asked if Delilah could join because she, quote, had nothing to do that evening and was heading back to art school in New York the next day. Higginson explained, we pick up this girl, and as soon as she walks out her door, I'm like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. But she had a boyfriend. The whole night, I'm just being goofy. This is still Higginson. The whole night, I'm just being goofy. I know there's really nothing going to happen here. I don't have any game, so I'm just being a goofball, trying to make her laugh. The three of them had a blast at the concert, and before they got out of the car, he handed her one of his CDs saying, you know, I've got a song about you on there. And then she went back to school to New York. And the next day they kept in touch via AIM because this is the year like 2003 or four. She quote, she was loving the CD I gave her, which was our album before the one with Hey There Delilah. And she kept asking, where's my song? When do I get to hear my song? And it was always just super innocent. However, before he wrote the famous words, he told her, I haven't written the song yet, but it's going to be the best song I've ever written. It's going to get us famous, and you're going to be my date to the Grammys. Okay. So according to Tom, her asking him to write the song was, quote, the source of inspiration I needed to start writing the hit song. He said the first few lines came out really easily, but the rest was a little more difficult. Okay. This is Tom. After I got past that first verse, I was like, well, that pretty much sums up everything I know about this girl. And he had to imagine the rest of it. If I was in this long distance relationship with someone, what would I want to say? He says, I don't think it's the best song I've ever written, but it is the most famous. And it got the plain white tees on the map. We ended up getting two Grammy nominations for the song. And Delilah, who had a boyfriend at the time, often attended the band's show in New York. And Tom says she was really cool and supportive about it. And they would chat after the show. But when they chatted after the show, Delilah's boyfriend just waited outside. (laughs) (laughs) Which Higginson said was half supportive. 
This is weird. It's very weird. So this is from Columbia College Today, which is the Columbia College newspaper from fall of 2007. So did the song, she go to Columbia? She did go to Columbia. Okay. And she graduated in 05. So the, okay. song, so the song was inspired in 04 and finished. Well, we'll see. So this is, I'm going to just read part of the article because it's, it's a little weird. So fall of, this is from fall of 07. The muse for guitarist Tom Hakenson's song is Delilah D. Crescenzo, 05, an all-American steeplechase runner and one of the stars of the Columbia women's cross-country team that won three consecutive heptagonal games championships. The Chicago native is beginning her second year as the assistant track and cross-country coach at Bryn Mawr College in Pennsylvania and is training for the Olympic trials for the 2008 Summer Games in Beijing. What? She was a track star. Wow. Right? Yeah, fucking wild. Did she go to the Olympics? Uh, She did not wind up going to the Olympics. As for the song's story of a long-distance relationship between the guitarist and the college student, that is fiction. Quote, there was never anything between us, says Higginson. It was kind of funny, kind of sad, actually. The story of my life. I feel you. So, according to Delilah, her quote mm-hmm. is, I wasn't interested. I was dating someone. The song was... End quote? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Says Delilah de Crescenzo. De Crescenzo. <laughs> But the seed had been planted. It took Higginson a year to write the song, and Hey There, Delilah was released in 2005, and it took two years for it to climb up the Billboard Pop 100 charts. Great, because I graduated in 2007. Yeah, from July 3rd to July 27th, 2007, it was the most downloaded song on iTunes. And like James told me on like May 18th, the day before my graduation, that he was moving to. So songs climbing the charts, and he's like, peace. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, wah. So this is a quote from Delilah When I'm at the gym, it's playing. When I'm at the pool, it's playing. Part of me wants to scream at the top of my lungs that it's about me. And another part of me wants to cower and say that it's not. Oh. (laughs) Um, Wait, wasn't, didn't you like write a song about a girl and then give her like a t-shirt that said it or no, something? No, she made a t-shirt that said it. Tell us that story. Really I, I, I really don't want to. <laughs> Why? So, so, uh, so I actually, do, I do want to have this discussion about like quote unquote muses, but kind of later in the episode. Okay. Like, like my question, the question to kind of that I was asking myself while I was researching this and hopefully listeners are thinking about it, is like, what does Higginson owe to Delilah? Not, in terms of money but like in terms of like anonymity right he wrote this song using her name she was very clearly identified by who though by the world um it's delilah uh she's at columbia you can look her up well i don't know if he specifically said that but like it you know it's fall 2007 and this story is in the paper at her college that she had graduated right so she must have been buying into this at some point I think it seems like she has this like love hate relationship with being the center of this song. Yeah. So I get it. Complicated people are complicated beings. Yeah. And as for this is still from the Columbia College today. As for the non relationship, the two kept in touch by email, and Higginson brought DiCrescenzo a disc with the song on it when he finished it in 2004. She says, It was so beautifully written, there was pressure to live up to the ideal. I didn't know how to be polite, but you know, ditch him. 
So she <laughs> definitely was never interested in him. Right. So Higginson didn't get the girl, but he did come away with a hit song. Besides, he says, if we lived happily ever after, then what would my next song be about? Oh, shit. True. Oh, shit. So, so did he bring her to the Grammys? Oh, yeah. He did? Yeah. And so, but let's talk between the song becoming a hit and it being a gram, them going to the Grammys together. There are a few stories that I came across that basically all have the same information in it, but like the headlines, I'm just going to read you the headline and the like nut graph of this other story. Just because, like, this is how love people that are. You know what a nut graph is. Thank you. Um, this is how people were writing about her. This is the headline: Muse shares story behind Hey There, Delilah. As a nationally ranked runner and Olympic hopeful, Delilah Di Crescenzo is used to being chased, but by oh, other God. athletes, not by pop <laughs> singers from Chicago. But she said on Wednesday she doesn't mind the attention that Chase has brought her. What I really hope through all of this is that the spotlight that it spotlights track and field and gives the sport a face which is really important to us athletes. What? Um well that initiative failed. Yes, that initiative failed but also like the way that they're she's used to being chased like oh, fuck I, that was hideous. you. That was horrible. So in 2013, so way after the Grammys. In 2013, Delilah came a little bit more clean. Either, depending on who you ask, either rewrote history a little bit or came clean with how she was really feeling about this encounter to, in ESPN, to like a, in, in, in an interview with ESPN. Okay, so lay it on me. This is all, I'm going to be speaking as Delilah telling the story for a minute. I'm going to write a song about you. That's how Plain White T's Tom Higginson put it to me in the fall of 2002 when I was a sophomore at Columbia. We'd met through a mutual friend that summer at the house. Of, so I said it was 2004. It was actually 2002. A sophomore at Columbia. We'd met through a mutual friend that summer at the House of Blues in Chicago and kept in touch over AOL Instant Messenger. Just a friendly conversation because I had a boyfriend. When the Plain White Tees came to perform in New York that, set, that fall, my boyfriend Will and I went to check them out. At that point, Tom's mind was made up. I'm going to write a song about you. Never in my wildest dreams did I think it would happen. These were my friend's names, Will, James, and Tom. And Delilah. No Delilah. No Delilah. I, <laughs> I tried to call his bluff, but those words ended up changing my life. Like Tom, I'm from the Chicago area. I ran for a Catholic high school in Burbank, Illinois, and I had a solid resume, made it to the state, cha state championships all four years in track and in cross country three of those years. But I didn't have a ton of success early on at Columbia. I struggled with juggling life and school and running. After graduating in 05, I pursued professional running, and it took me a while to find my way. The song found its way to my doorstep the previous Christmas when I was home for break. Tom came to drop off the CD, and he said, don't listen to it until I leave. I flipped it over and noticed track 13, Hey There, Delilah. I couldn't believe he followed through. My brother Nick and I listened to it together in the basement. Probably not the most romantic image Tom envisioned for my first listen, but we were still blown away. My first thought was, oh no, did I lead Tom on? <laughs> of course, she blames herself. I became anxious. I was with Will. I'm still with Will to this day. Tom and I had a friendly relationship, and I wondered if he misconstrued my actions. He put so much effort into the song. I felt guilty, like I'm such a wench. When oh my, my dad God. heard the lyrics, oh, what you do to me, he said, 
Delilah, exactly what did you do to this guy? <laughs> so, oh. so here's so so I'm going to keep asking the question over and over again. Like, what does Higginson owe to her that she so she feels like she owes something to him now, right? That there's this kind of commodification of their relationship yeah. that she didn't sign up for and like does he I don't know if he intended that, you know, emo and pop punk guys from this era, especially like had a have like a a long, disgusting history of doing this with their fan, like grooming their fans. So like he like, I don't necessarily want to lump him in with those people. But like, is he doing that? I don't I don't know, man. I think it's interesting that it's like it's a super literal interpretation of the song because she was real. Right. But. Like, okay, I told this girl that I thought was cute. I would write a song about her, so I used her name, but like but, and what's it was the big fiction. fucking deal? Yeah. It was fiction, right? And so I think I think this also has to to do with like audiences too, because we just talked on our Titanic episode a couple weeks ago. Like people can't understand the difference between fiction and reality, and so they think that like Leonardo DiCaprio is all of the characters he's ever played <laughs> together. Yeah. Right? And so there's we're gonna talk uh, we're gonna get into kind of the the fan canon of all of this toward the end of the episode okay delilah continues it was flattering though the song is catchy melodic it's very romantic it means something to everybody especially for anyone who's ever yearned for someone but it's so specific it mentions new york city like this is the only fucking song that mentions new york city but sure it names me it's named after me for a while it was our little secret the song was released in 2005 and then 2006 it didn't get any good airplay until 2007 then it took off eventually reaching number one on the billboard charts that july that's when the questions came is this a true story does delilah actually exist i didn't want the spotlight i was nervous that i'd let tom's fans down they'd be disappointed to hear that i have a boyfriend every girl would want a song written about her and they'd think that I was ungrateful and rude to deny Tom. Oh, my God. The pressure that we as females have to feel to fucking pamper the male ego. Literally, the next line is, <laughs> I felt pressure to live up to those expectations. <laughs> On top of that, I was lacking confidence in my running. I wasn't yet validated in my sport. I hadn't proven myself during competition. I didn't want to feel scrutinized and have people root against me. Then one day, my friend Laura Wozniak invited me, volunteered me for a radio interview. And I was like, Laura, I'm going to fucking kill you. But I went for it. I did the interview. And then the requests poured in. The Today Show, USA Today, People Magazine. When it was announced that that song had been nominated for a Grammy, there was another surge of requests. To be honest, the publicity was distracting me from my running. But at least it was good PR. It brought attention to my sport and let me talk about my running career. And, you know, Will was relieved. He'd been defending himself to his friends. They were like, aren't you two together? I understood it seemed like I was two-timing Will, and it was a relief for him to see me on national TV and say, I'm with Will. So not oh my only... God. Also, Will needs to chill with his ego. I, this is what I'm saying. It's like Tom, <laughs> Tom is fragile. Will is fl- fragile. Oh, poor Delilah. Poor fucking Delilah. So but let me ask you. Yeah. Did she get a t-shirt that said, she, hey there, I'm Delilah? Lindsay made a t-shirt <laughs> did she make a t-shirt that said hey there i'm delilah no she she did not i don't think her name was Lindsay too yeah Lindsay. <laughs> oh yeah i knew that okay go on go on go on so hey there delilah becomes this big you have hit. to tell the Lindsay story now okay when i was in 
I had just graduated high school. My friend Lindsay asked me to write a song for her. Not a, not necessarily about her before her. And I think that there's a distinction. I wrote this song called Round and Round. I'm not going to play it here because the recording of it is garbage. But it turned out to be a really good song. And it turned out to be a song that made girls like my old band. And so Lindsay allowed the members of the band to like use it as a pickup line and tell them basically do what Tom Higginson did and say like I wrote the song for you there's like a fun Cyrano de Bergerac detour of this where my drummer at the time didn't know the lyrics to the song but told a girl that he wrote the song for her and so I had to like text him the lyrics line by line in my Nokia 2004 phone so he could try to mac it with this girl it didn't wind up working terrible Um, but at eventually she she was like very prideful of uh, she like was very proud that she was the round and round girl and so she eventually wound up making a t-shirt that said i am the round and round girl and wearing it to one of our shows and then what and then nothing she turned out to be like a a a covid truther and i I wound up quitting facebook because of her oh my goodness it comes full circle full circle baby so let's talk about how the song became a hit so we have said a couple times the song like isn't good not good it's like it's like very 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 simple which i think is part of its appeal right is that like it can easily get stuck in your head mm-hmm. but it wasn't indicative of the plain white tees sound it they're like a little bit louder pop punk realm and they didn't even start playing the song live until it was featured on myspace so for our younger listeners, MySpace <laughs> was huge at the time, was like the TikTok of its day. And Tom, the creator of MySpace. That Tom, different Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom Anderson, the mm-hmm. creator of MySpace. Yeah. Saw Plain White Tees on Warp Tour in 2005, and he featured them on the site. He, he, they were like in his top eight. And so oh, shit. droves of MySpacers made Hey There Delilah their profile song. And it it was like internet virality. Yeah. Early internet In virality. Early yeah. And so that's when they decided like, oh, hey, we should start performing it in concert. And everyone knew the words already. Yeah. Like a little NWA situation. Yeah. And so this is like it was very much like how maybe how like driver's license spread last year or early this year through kind of grassroots internet whatever um you're talking about a disney star versus that's true i am talking about a disney (laughs) star okay withdrawn Uh, like old town road did a couple years ago Mm. right Uh so there's this new guy he doesn't like super have a, a following but there's this new app and they kind of coincide together um the song took two years to catch on it was first released in 05 and then they re-released the single in 06. The first version, the f- all that we needed, the, the, um, the 05 record for Fearless, sold 80,000 copies. Um, but that was enough to get a- the attention of Hollywood Records. And Hollywood Records signed the band. But they didn't release Hey There Delilah as the first single because it, it had already been released. Mm. So the first single they released was a song called Hate parentheses i really don't like you 
Okay. I you, cannot wait to hear this. I do don't know. I've been wondering this whole time, like, do I know any other songs? So, so I forgot that I knew this song. Yeah. I assume this is going to be that. Yeah. And this is a little bit more indicative of the plain, how the plain white tees sounded at the time. This is the same drum beat as Sugar We're Going Down. <laughs> I was like, I already like this way better. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate this song. I think it's so stupid. It has like a Weezer vibe. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, no, I don't know the song. You don't know hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't like you? No. This is this song is like... But I'll be sending it to many people tonight. Oh, great. Oh, I've just gotten <laughs> a text from Lindsay, Lindsay Tucker. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I think, you know, the song fits the aesthetic that I was listening to in 2007, but like... Is that Tom? Tom is the singer, yeah. Um, but like... Hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't like you are some of the worst lyrics I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah, I hear the Weezer-iness in it. They also sound a little bit like a band that I was a huge fan of called The Exit. Okay. One of the singers sounds a little like Tom in this song. Okay. Thank you. Are, are, we, are we done with this? No, 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 no. If okay. it was just uh, like not Tom singing, I don't know. <laughs> so that song did well. It charted at number 68 in the US in November of 2006, which is like, it seems totally alien that a song like that could chart in the US, but this is what we were listening to 15 years ago. Um, and then the head of Hollywood Records came to see the band in concert and saw the crowd's reaction to hey there delilah and he was like oh yeah this is what we want and so they convinced the band to re-release it as a single in 2007 and it took off and and hit number one uh do you know, james left on july 4th or like july 3rd i hope james doesn't listen to july that. 3rd is the is the first week that it was number one yeah yeah that's so. literally when he left Woof, woof.com. The song was uh, I'm sorry. haunting my misery. So the original version, as I mentioned, was just voice and guitar. And when they decided to make a video for it, they produced the new version with producer Sean O'Keefe, who had worked with Fallout Boy. And this version was the one with the strings and organ and the chorus and some other kind of the Phil Spector treatment, right? The musical embellishments that you, mm, you, mm-hmm. you don't hear, but you feel. So it went from number 16 to number six on the charts and then moved up one place each week until it Jesus. reached number one. So it went six, five, four, but three, two, how? one. how? Like, why did people like it? I don't know. But it just like weasels its way into your fucking mind. This pattern was the most positions that a song had climbed step by step like that mm-hmm. in 30 years. Wow. The, the last one that, that did that Went yeah. from seven six five four three two one was the Rocky theme in nineteen seventy seven. Bill Conti's gonna fly now. Oh, 
So Tom Higginson told Click Music that he felt it was possibly the most well-crafted song on the album. Quote, I think I definitely spent the most time on the lyrics with this song. It's a lyric-driven song, so every line was important. It's very exposed and vulnerable, but it's very simple. Tom, what? Dude? Seriously, what, dude? These are the dumbest, dumbest lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. So so cheeseball. And so this is like part of like pop, like pop music songwriting is distilling a complex idea into the most simple thing you can think of. But like, I think he overshot it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, this is this is from the guy that gave us hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't like you. exactly. So like, yes, this might be his best written song. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Time magazine named Hey There Delilah one of the 10 best songs of 2007, ranking it at number seven. And the music critic Josh Tarangiel, Tarangiel? This is the show where we just butcher everyone's Pe- name. Butcher people's names. He called it an <laughs> intimate love song that's damn near universal. Ew. Tarangiel. Even though I'm like, this is about my life. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> I didn't want to. Ha- I don't want to have to be the one to point that out. <laughs> Tarangiel praised the plain white tees for managing to make another aching guy reaching out to a distant girl song feel fresh. He singled out Tom Higginson's otherwise imperfect verse and, quote, nasal delivery for yes. making the nearly comic sincerity of the lyrics seem completely genuine. I told you the delivery was bad. Yeah. All I music, don't think you needed me to tell you that. No, you certainly didn't. All Music compared the song to 13 by Big Star. Have you heard 13 by Big Star? I don't know. Please play it. It's great. Won't you let me walk you home from Oh yeah, I know this song. Yeah. This song's great. Yeah. Won't you let me meet what are you, you, what are you talking about, all music? I'm just gonna chill. nothing like Hey There Delilah. It's, well, it's an acoustic, so, acoustic guitar and a, and a guy singing. Yeah, but there's so many songs like that. I know. This is, this is so much better. I can't even handle how, how bad that take is. Okay, so on VH1's top 40 videos of 2007, Hey There Delilah was number eight ahead of If Anyone, If Everyone Cared by Nickelback and, and behind Say It Right by Nelly Furtado. Say It Right. Which one was that? I don't know. I was hoping you knew. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Okay. You don't mean nothing at all to me. So the the band was featured on Playhouse Disney. Really? And Sesame Street. Oh my goodness. In 2008 with the song I'm the Letter T, which is Hey There Delilah about the letter T, and Higginson provided the vocals for the Muppet Letter T who sings the spoof. When asked if he was excited, Higginson responded, yeah, hello, it's a dream. But it's just my voice. There's going to be some Muppets singing on screen. That is the dream, Tom. So would you like to see the Sesame Street clip? Yes. Oh, gosh, the split screen. I hate this. Hey there, I'm Tommy. I'm a T from Tennessee. 
I start words like tooth and tennis. It does look like him. Turkey tongue and tree. <laughs> yes, that's me. Mean. You must agree I am a T. The letter T. I mean, they obviously oh, tried to make it look like I'm him. The letter T. I don't think it's mean. Oh, I'm the letter T. I make the toe sound. Yes, that's me. Oh, God. So, I think I I just need to point out that, you know, this song's about him meeting a girl that he, like, desperately wanted to fuck. It's a little off. What would we say? It's a little distasteful. Distasteful. <laughs> oh, God. I want to know who's the genius behind this. I like one. I want to die. <laughs> Cringy doesn't begin. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it doesn't get less cringy from here. <laughs> oh, great. Well, at least they got the real Tom to do this. At least they got the real Tom. Yeah. Kissing your friends. <laughs> so Kissing I think, a lot of 14 year olds to kiss. Yeah. Kissing babies. Kissing babies. We make the sound That was that Sesame Street was from 2008, but we're gonna take a jump back to December of 07 because we're going in ascending order of creepiness. We're going in ascending order of creepiness, so you're telling me that Sesame Street was the least creepy. Was yeah, not the most creepy. <laughs> yeah, um, because the band and Tom Higginson especially appeared on iCarly in December of 2007. So much Carly this episode. So so this is why I was doing the math before. So Carly would have been, your Carly, friend yeah. of the show, would have been 14 when this episode aired. So she's like Ooh. in the demo, which is weird. <laughs> but here's a, here's a little clip of a behind-the-scenes special that, they did like a little bumper that they did for Tom Higginson and Plain White T's appearance on iCarly. They okay. did it to promote their newest single, which was not Hey There Delilah, but between takes and whatnot, of course, they made him play Hey There Delilah to, to everyone. Just, okay, but it wasn't I really, really, really don't like you either. No, no, I really, 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 I hate, hate parentheses, <laughs> I really, really, really don't like you was before. And so this oh, the song okay. this was like the follow-up single to Hey There Delilah, which like didn't do any money, of course. Here's an extra scoop from iCarly. Hey, we're on the set of iCarly and we're with Tom from Plain White Tees. Yeah. So cool. Being singer. Not that cool. Oh yeah. They're cool. Not that cool. Oh, shit. Not that no. cool. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. It's so cool. Oh, my tees in my hair. That is that what the thing that they're doing right now is like their new single. And 
gonna be cool. This is so cool. How many times can they say cool? I don't know. <laughs> and and this makes me deeply uncomfortable. I have a line, big line on the show. Getting nervous. Like right here. Right. Yeah, I mean, commodification of children and teenagers, right? Like plus, like you know, do, like heart throbbing, like mm-hmm. you know. We're on the set of iCarly. Hanging out behind the scenes at iCarly. iCarly, iCarly, iCarly. I'm Tim, the lead guitar player for the Plain White Tees. The other T. That's Damar. Damar plays drums and talks on the phone. What's up? I'm Damar. I play the drums and the Plain White Tees. And uh, right now we're just kind of hanging out. We have our garage themed set. I love this TV stuff. It's fun. And just being a part of, you know, filming things and sets and everything is awesome. I think we're about ready to shoot. This is kind of, kind of gross. To this me. is the set of iCarly? Yeah, this is actually where I work. So this is at LA Center Studios, which is where I teach. And who could forget this amazing Plain White Tea song that everyone knows? So, the Dallas Observer <laughs> interviewed Tom at around this time and asked the question. We'll hear more from the Dallas Big Observer. T. Big T. That's what we call him, Big T. <laughs> the Dallas Observer interviewed Big T and asked, you guys appeared on an episode of iCarly. Does appearing on a kid's show lessen the band's rock credibility? And Tom responds, yes, it sure does. I don't think that there are any rules anymore. A band like Phoenix can get big from a car commercial and having a song in a video game is what breaks more bands these days. The people at iCarly wanted us to be on the show and it was a good opportunity. It's a pretty cool show too. Yes, it does, but no, it doesn't. I'm just going to talk in a big circle (laughs) and I'm jealous of Phoenix. (laughs) Um, According to InStyle, as the song was on the rise, as an April Fool's gag, the band decided to open with the song instead of close with it. Hilarious gag. What a hilarious joke. (laughs) So the Dallas Observer continues to ask when you first wrote the song, did you feel like you had something special? And he said, you know, I knew it was a great song and I just thought our fans would love it. I never thought it would be on the radio. It was just my guitar and some drums and it sounded like a lullaby. I d- it didn't have a great beat or the big loud guitars that you'd expect to hear on the radio. Not anymore. Um, I never thought it would be a hit. guess I was wrong. Um, but I thought Big T also said that he... Yep. So these two quotes are back to right. They're like <laughs> this is full of contradictions. Yeah. They like they like compulsively everyone in this story compulsively contradicts themselves, which is why we're we're doing this. So okay. Metro UK at so this is just like I don't you know, you're you're making decisions about Tom or whatever, but big T. But Metro UK asked, Do women throw themselves at you? Which is like, I guess, a question that was okay to ask people ever. Mm, I guess. And he responded, during our first time in London, we played the bar fly. All the girls were telling us to take our clothes off. And we said we would if they would. Suddenly, all the girls in the front two row took off their shirts and watched us in their bras. That was pretty cool. This is so cringy. Yes, this is pretty pretty bad. So I'm 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 not withholding judgment, but I'm trying to just present a full picture of of big Tom Higginson. 
And to be fair, mm-hmm. I mean, this is his episode, so... This is know. his episode. He's complicated. Like, he wrote this song. I can't even tell whether I like it or not, but this is his, this is his big shot, right? It's his only claim to fame. It's... Oh, not yet. I oh, mean, okay. thus far, he has another claim to fame. Don't worry. Okay. So, the song was nominated for two Grammys. It was nominated for Song of the Year and Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal of the Year. No, we've yeah. heard this best performance by a duo yeah. or a group with a vocal in our before. fastball episode. In fastball, yeah. This is our and second. <laughs> this is our one-hit wonders series. Yeah, um, I cannot believe it was nominated for song of the year at the Grammys. Not that the Grammys have this prestigious uh, reputation to uphold, in my opinion, but ew. Yes, it lost. By the way, both things it lost to Rehab by Amy Winehouse. I'm trying to make me go to rehab. And it lost to Maroon 5 for best pop performance by a duo or group with a vocal. Which song? Makes Me Wonder. The Maroon 5 song, Makes Me Wonder, which I literally have never heard, I think. I think you have. I actually can't sing it right now, but I know we've heard it. I know, <laughs> I know, I've heard, I know you've heard it. She goes to a different <laughs> school. It's fine. <laughs> oh, still don't have a reason. Okay, whatever. It, it's mm-hmm. completely unimportant. The important thing mm-hmm. is what you asked before, which is... Did Big T bring Delilah to the Grammys? To that, we have to go back to the Bachelor Insider podcast. Okay. Take me there. Quote Tom. When we got nominated for the Grammys, I called Delilah up and I was like, hey, so we just got nominated for two Grammys. Remember before when I wrote the song and I said you'd be my day for the Grammys? You got to come. She said, actually, me and my boyfriend just broke up. No. So Higginson and his girlfriend at the time had also broken up. Okay, first of all, this is just weird. That was in 2002. Mm-hmm. Now we're in is what, 2008? Eight, yes. So he thought, is this going to happen four years later after Gotta the song is a big shot. hit? Gotta shoot my shot. It was a moment of time where it was too weird to be true. So Delilah accompanied Tom to the Grammys a few months later, but by then, she had gotten back together with Will. Jesus Christ. Delilah <laughs> and, and Will. Did and they get Higginson, married and then get divorced and now they're married again? As of 2013, Delilah and Will were still together. Okay. And Higginson had gotten back together with his girlfriend. Nonetheless, she still attended the award show with him and, quote, they shared the fun of it in a very platonic night. And there's like lots of press photos of her on the red carpet because it's like, oh my God, it's the real Delilah. Yeah, show me some, please. Okay, okay, okay. You've taken me this far without showing me the real Delilah. That's true. So this is Big T and Delilah at the Grammys. Wow. <laughs> Tell me, what are you seeing? Um, I'm seeing Big T's outfit. What? Okay. I wanted to discuss this a little bit. How is he dressed? <laughs> uh, he's dressed like... Like a, like a Mormon? Like a Jehovah's Witness? I was going to say like a soldier on leave from 1917. Okay, sure. <laughs> and then his hairstyle is... Horrible. Wannabe Beatles? Swoopy bang, like early Zach Efron. Mop top. Yeah, yeah, early Zach Efron. Totally. And, and she, she's she, little Vanessa Hudgens ish. She's, she's a babe. She's taller than he is. Yeah. And, and in a great beautiful. gold dress. Yeah. And her eyeballs are screaming for help. Yes. 
Um, so and he's touching her. Yeah, and they, someone else is. Well, that, that's the, with the rest of the band. It's just cropped. That is awkward as fuck. Well, a little bit more about the awkwardness. So tell me. Tom said of the whole prophecy of the whole epic scenario, the prophecy had fulfilled itself. So this is a slightly contradictory report from InStyle from five years earlier. So before Bachelor Nation. This is from InStyle from 2015. We kept in touch every once in a while, and then the song blew up before I even but before I even wrote it, I joked with her saying that she'd be my date to the Grammys. And when we got nominated, I just broke it up with my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, I got to call Delilah and ask her. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy of the song. So I called her and she agreed to come. But according to the band, what ensued was decidedly more awkward than what the cameras let on. Quote, by the time the awards actually came around, I was back with my girlfriend and she was back with her boyfriend. So we just all awkwardly went to the show. Higginson added, it was super uncomfortable. When anyone asked her what it was like to be up there, she'd talk about her boyfriend. She kept saying it was neat. He pauses to collect his thoughts. Truth be told, it's probably a good thing it never worked out with us. She can keep running as far as I'm concerned. Whoa. Burn. Also, how old are these people? Because I feel like this is super weird. It's like, okay, we're in other relationships. We're adults. This funny thing happened where I wrote this song about right. you. We met it six years ago. Ha ha. Now we're doing this publicity stunt. Like, you can be cool. You don't have yeah. to keep talking about your boyfriend. Or, <laughs> but I think the I think talking about the boyfriend was probably I'm like very reading into this, but I think that that was probably a prerequis- prerequisite for her going. Because remember, Will is also like a fragile guy, and yeah. he like wouldn't. He like always was a was a dick until she started mentioning him on TV. Yeah, he sounds horrible. Well, they they both neither of them sound like oh, walks oh, in the park. I am not saying either one. I'm saying she shouldn't have neither of them. Yeah, she should. She's too good for them. Yeah, way too good. So this is another account from Delilah. This is from that ESPN article from 2013. Okay. Delilah says, it wasn't for me. I'm sure Tom would have been inspired by a different girl and written an amazing song about her. As far as I'm concerned, I was in the right place at the right time and met the right person, just the luck of the draw. And then the Grammys came along. Tom invited me. Will was fine with it. That's what she says. Will was fine with it. February 8th, 2008 ended up being one of the greatest days of my life. It was so much fun. Despite being so out of my element, I swapped my sports bra and running shoes for a glamorous dress and expensive jewelry that unfortunately I had to return. I walked the red carpet, celebrated the song, supported the band, and met some amazing people. I was living it up. So now, okay. <laughs> so now we have three different accounts of how weird or not weird yeah. this I mean, she's not going to tell ESPN it was awkward. You but couldn't why? see how she was like dropping in like, yeah. I traded my sports bra. Right. I feel like these quotes were actually like uh, fabricated <laughs> by the journalists because <laughs> I don't even think a person giving would an interview this. would yeah. say that. <laughs> and she, But she also like this interview is all about how she wants to draw attention to her running. So there's like whole paragraphs of like, I found my groove in the international level in 09 when I competed in world cross country championships in Jordan. And so like, I don't want to completely gloss over that because I think that that's the thing that she truly cared about and mm-hmm. kind of the only reason that she did these interviews in the first place. But I don't know. She goes on to say, mm-hmm. I'm proud of my accomplishments since the song blew up and I'm now in a place where I can fully enjoy the song. I'm a lucky girl. As for Tom and I, we still keep in touch. 
He was in a really committed relationship. He has a son now, and he's very happy. Maybe he didn't get the result he originally wanted, but he got a hit song and two Grammy nominations. Much more than he would have gotten out of a date with me, that's for sure. And This a- is just weird! And as for me and Will, we'll celebrate our 11th anniversary in April. I think marriage is where this is going. Don't get me wrong, it's not like we're planning our wedding. But I'll tell you this, I suspect Hey There Delilah will not be on the wedding playlist. That would be awkward. She did not say that. She These abso- quotes are fabricated. <laughs> she absolutely. I mean, this is what was printed in ESPN. I don't know if she actually the, said it. The, the journalist was probably like, so will Hey There Delilah be wank, on your wank, playlist? Wank. Right, yeah. And then she was probably like, no. Um, some liberties were taken. Yes. So where is Delilah now? Where is Delilah now? Well, it's been 14 years since it hit number one. But the song is still beloved by many, and others remember it for being a radio staple of the summer of 2007, much like you do. Um, <laughs> and it's even found a new audience on TikTok. Hey there, the hashtag no. Hey there Delilah has more than 46 million views. Good grief. The real Delilah is now 30, 38 years old, and long gone are the days when Tom Higginson was wondering how she was doing in New York City. He's a dad now. Per her LinkedIn, this is all from Distractify, per her LinkedIn, Delilah works in customer marketing at the aerospace and aviation company Pratt & Whitney in Connecticut. It also looks like... This is too much information! (laughs) It also looks like she got married to a man named Will Boylan. Ew. Who is also a Columbia University alum. And they got married in August of 2018. It does not appear that Delilah is active on social media. I can't fucking imagine why not. Because she had to be like the prize yes. for all of these years. Which like, is ex- extremely unfair to her. Like this is, this, this is all about my complicated feelings with like writing a song about a real person who may or may not be in on the joke, right? Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, in 2017, Higginson wrote a song for the SpongeBob SquarePants Broadway musical. Wow. I mean, I'm surprised he could even get that gig. It was nominated for a Tony. What? Here you go. Maybe I'm going to eat my words. I don't think you are. (laughs) Did you know you're my best friend? No way. I got you and you got me. I don't need my glasses on to see we're both pretty lucky. Stuck inside with no TV. Being bored with you makes me as happy as can be. Let's have some fun together. We'll be best friends forever. BFF, that stands for us. Having listened to a handful of the Plain White Tee's other songs, this is just like another Hey There Delilah type song, right? It's like acoustic-y, kind of sensitive. Yeah, yeah, very trite, very simple. But like that makes sense. And it makes sense that this song was such a huge hit because they marketed it to people like college students on the radio, right? They marketed it to iCarly teens and they also marketed it to Sesame Street watchers there's no amount of money in the universe that could get me to the Spongebob Squarepants musical Uh, 
Robin Patrick. That stands for us. Great. Go be friends somewhere else. I think he's jealous. How pathetic. That was awful. Yeah. That was so annoying. Not not great. And that was nominated for the whole the whole soundtrack was nominated for a tony so it wasn't just him okay it wasn't his song that got nominated i mean his song was among the songs that got nominated he's so simple-minded yeah very elementary but like i that might be by design especially when it's like a kid's song right like i think the song is most suited his writing is most suited for children hate is a strong word but i really 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 don't like you <laughs> yeah he has he probably has the you know the mindset of a teenager <laughs> he's got the mind of a child yeah <laughs> trying um, to be nice but <laughs> well this brings us to he's he's not hurting because this brings us to 2018 when the hollywood reporter reports the plain white tea's number one hit hey there delilah is being adapted into a television series no 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 this is from The Hollywood Reporter. The Grammy and Tony-nominated band is teaming up with Lively McCabe Entertainment and Primary Wave to develop a scripted romantic dramedy based on its chart-topping single about a long-distance relationship. Okay, how do you feel? Like Horrible. I hear about these projects where they are just scraping the bottom of the barrel, getting the drudges of society, picking out this one turd that they had one day and polishing it up and being like, let's make this a scripted series. Meanwhile. You're out there. People like us, we're out here. We're making stuff. We're just dying to get picked up. <laughs> yeah, this is real This is real bad. So the song <laughs> was released in 2006 and tells the tale of the long-distance flirtation between a struggling singer-songwriter and a New York City University student. The songwriter pledges to write a song for the young woman on the night they meet, and that promise changes their lives in unexpected ways. And this was released? No. this I. So this is still technically in development, but because this was in the trades three years ago i'm like i'm holding out hope that it just never happens yeah this is a quote from higginson it's been more than a decade since hey there delilah was released and people always ask me about it a whole lot of people really connected with that song i'm very proud of that i'm so excited to have an opportunity to give it to, to give a new generation the chance to form their own connection with the song and fall in love with its story through this new project oh my god come on its story is Higginson came up with the concept for the TV show alongside a producer at, and Lively McCabe, Lively McCabe's uh, production chief, Michael Barra. Okay. Okay. Hey there, Delilah. This is from the Hollywood Reporter still. I'm like losing the will to live. Hey there, Delilah <laughs> is a perfect example of an iconic story song that has introduced characters and a premise to a massive multi-generational audience and is begging to be expanded into a full-length story for contemporary television begging. audiences. Begging. This is this is what <laughs> Michael Barra said. He's the co-president of Lively McCabe. Uh <sighs> And did Delilah have to like sign the rights to her story? Or no, Mm-mm. no. He owns the rights to all of it. Like I, I don't know. Depending on whether they still keep in touch and whether he wants to be a mensch about it, like he should give her some money. But like, no, okay. So this brings us to April of 2020. Okay, lockdown just happened. People are getting creative with their projects. People are you know tapping into their creativity now that they are stuck at home. And Jessica Rika writes a song 
called Hey, It's Delilah, which is Hey There, Delilah from Delilah's Perspective. Is Jessica Rica the TikToker that we like that did like Teenage Dirtbag? From? No, but we are going to talk no. about her. Okay. That's Jack's right songs. She's going to, we're going to, we'll get to her. This is Jessica okay. Rica doing Hey, It's Delilah. This, this is, the, thus begins the Hey, It's Hey There, Delilah extended universe. Oh no, okay. <laughs> I'm excited. So this has close to 9 million views on YouTube. It's so lonely in the city or a thousand miles away telling your new girl she's so pretty. Oh no. I miss when what we had was good. It was so good. Oh my god. Hey, it's Delilah. I know I shouldn't be calling. Just know every time I see you post, my heart just keeps on falling. You're with us. Okay, so what is the premise of Hey, It's Delilah? Big T has a new girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. Delilah's wanting him back. Yeah, sad about it, missing him. And so the 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 worst stalking him on the internet. The worst thing about this is the top comment on YouTube from someone named GM underscore Golf that says, "You look and sound exactly how I pictured Delilah." Jesus, gross, <laughs> fucking gross, dude. So gross. So this this is the first category of. Hey there, Delilah extended universe songs, which is Delilah misses Tom. And so there's another one from a singer named Callista Rowland, who it has fewer views on YouTube, but it's got almost 3 million plays on Spotify and a huge TikTok presence. So this is Callista Rowland singing, Hey, it's Delilah, which is a different, Hey, it's Delilah than the one we just heard. Oh, jeez, okay. Everyone wants a piece of Delilah. Hey, it's Delilah, don't you worry about the city. I play your music, close my eyes, and it feels like you're right here with me every time. Baby, I miss you, but it's fine. I swear I'm fine. I read an article about you. This one's more supportive. (laughs) Yeah, but still, like, kind of missing Tom, right? Yes. They're not. Right. They are hook, line, and sinkering this Tom and Delilah romance. Right. So that's one brand of Hey, Hey There, Delilah extended universe songs okay and so i think we talked we talked about this with hallelujah too where there's like a lot of of like unauthorized covers making up lyrics but Mm -hmm. for this this seems just as valid as the original song to me because a the song's not as good and b the song is also this like one-sided relation like literally the story of the song is a one-sided relationship and Mm -hmm. so I think it's like less weird that all these other people have one-sided relationships with this song and the songwriter because like 
that's kind of what he what he made his bread and butter on. I also like that this is kind of a response, right? Because mm-hmm. it's hey there, Delilah, and then you know they're throwing it back. Mm-hmm. And so, so for in the in the uh, instance of Callista Rowan, her lyrics are better than Tom's. <laughs> I don't think that that's true. I think I think that the lyrics are not quite. Not the other one. The other girl, no. Um, the second one. The co- the chorus is not great. <laughs> so there's also uh, kind of different people exploring different edges of the universe. So I sent you a folder with... Oh, this is in the email? Yeah, with 11, 11 different videos in it. Oh my goodness. So the first one we're going to listen to is Vault Boy Music. So this is if Hey There Delilah was written during the pandemic. Hey there Delilah, I know we've been stuck inside It feels like longer than a year I miss before our last goodbye We had it good Oh, this is cringy too I'd spend forever there I would I know I would This feels just like the original version to me Hey there Delilah, yeah. did you hear about the No medicine? It looks like me and you can see each other once Ew! <laughs> I'll catch the first flight back to you. Come home to you. This is like a fucking commercial for herpes medicine. Yep, medicine. <laughs> so next up is Sarah Barrios, and this is the gay version of Hey There Delilah. Yo, this is Hey There Delilah, but make it super gay. Did you know I can't stop thinking about the way your brown eyes melted every part of my existence? I can't let go. These people are so codependent. Cause you got someone you rather hold, and I'm on my own. Okay, that was just sad. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. <laughs> Next up is the Tom's ex-girlfriend version. Oh, sick. So I don't actually know who this is because her name is over the plain white tease's name. And so I literally can't read it. But if you know who who did this, please let us know at Lyrics for Lunch on Instagram and Twitter. Hey there, Delilah, you may not have heard of me, but I have known by you for months now because you're with someone I used to be with too. Heart, the uh, the classic saying, my heart is torn in three. Is that a classic saying? Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't say my heart is torn in three? <laughs> and then there's also the version where Tom's best friend is in love with him. This is from Nina Rose music. 
I'm sorry about Delilah, she'll have fun in New York City She's a thousand miles away, but I'll come over if you're lonely like I do Damn. After all that we've been through, I'm here for you it sucks there's no Delilah anymore Just like the rest of all the This is just an excuse for like Teen girls to look sad into a camera Yeah Don't know if you picked up the clues But it's overdue Oh, And singing the exact same voice Yeah, right Cause we've been best friends since we were three No. Oh, what am I missing? Self-respect. I've had a crush on you since 2015. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> um, and then things start to get a little weird with the universe. The The multiverse starts getting a little wonky. This is from Jax Wright's songs, who we mentioned a little earlier in the show. She sings Teenage Dirtbag from Noelle's perspective. She's a great songwriter. And I, I actually really Gingers love... Gingers are people, too. Gingers are people, too. She sings a lot of amazing songs. She's a great singer and songwriter. And so this is from Jax Wright's songs. This is... Well, this is... This is... Just did a little more research Cause my grandma said she knew you And at first I didn't believe her Cause she's old And so I did a 23 me <laughs> Turns out you're on my family tree <laughs> On my family tree Oh, oh God, you kind of look like that was great i love Jax. so the there's also one from ella martine and this is the apocalypse version zombies yeah hey it's alila i've left a couple messages did you see on the news are saying they don't think we'll make it out alive if you're gone don't know how i'll survive this town's on fire hey sorry me again i still haven't heard from you yet i'm getting really worried i just need to hear your voice just one last time i need to know you haven't died just please reply oh my god oh please don't come to me So this one I really like because they transpose the whole thing into minor to a mm -hmm. minor key. So it's like more interesting than just playing the same chords over yeah. and over again. Um, Remind me of Love and Monsters. Yeah. So this is from Libby Rule Art, um, but the music is from Brother Christina. And it is the, well, we're, we're getting weirder and weirder. This is the cryptid version. Hey there, Delilah. Whoa. And there's there's the one that or two that kind of 
arrive at the same conclusion that we do, which is that Tom can be kind of creepy. So this is from Skylar Foley one, who is another one of my favorite TikTok songwriters. Um, she, she sang the front bottoms Taco Bell song. Um, and this is Skylar Foley one. Hey, it's Delilah. Yeah, I'm still in New York City. You're a thousand miles away. So why'd you write a song about me? What the fuck? That's pretty weird. We talked like once. We're not in love. Yeah, it's Delilah. Did you have to use my name? You could have literally just changed it and the song would be the same. Did that cross your mind? Oh, you just thought it would be fine. Well, it's not fine. Oh, what'd you do to me? I saw it on TV. Bro, what'd you do to me? You're such a goddamn creep. What'd you do to me? <laughs> oh. This, I think, is written better than the original song. Yeah, that was good. Going on with Vaseline Noodles, the Tom is a Creep duet. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. Hey there, Tommy, (laughs) I'm glad that you think I'm pretty, but I also think you're creepy. Please don't come to New York City. I mean it. Hey there, Delilah, don't you worry about the distance. I'm right here if you are lonely. Give this song another listen. Close your eyes. Hey there, Tommy, I actually have a partner. So if you get any closer, I'll get a restraining order. Yes, I will. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what you do to me. You know, it's what you know, it's all because of you. Tom? Tom, are you? Are you in my house? <laughs> There's someone in my house. You know it's true, Delilah. <laughs> oh my god. That was great. Um, so this brings us to August of 2020. Okay. A Twitter user named UR, the letter U, the letter R, Sarah Tonin, Sarah with an H, Tonin, tweeted this. Okay. Am I reading the tweet? Yes. Hey there, Delilah. Heard you got that wet ass pussy. I'm 1,000 miles away, but girl, tonight I want that gushy. Yes, I do. No one's got that gorilla grip like you. I swear it's true. Okay. So that's objectively amazing. That's and hilarious. This is written by You Are Serotonin and her girlfriend at XEXQs, K U S E Y O U, excuse you. And so the thread underneath is a bunch of people just like playing that song. But there's one person I want to highlight. His, his TikTok name is Young Black Sinatra. And so on his TikTok page, he did a cover of Hey There Delilah version two, right? The, the, the Hey There Delilah and WAP uh, mashup. So we're going to take a quick listen to that. Hey there, Delilah, heard you got that wet ass pussy. I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight I want that gushy. Yes, I do. <laughs> no one's got gorilla grip like you. I swear it's true. Dude, I hate you. <laughs> so, okay. the thing about Young Black Sinatra is he found himself a market for this. So, he started his TikTok page is now entirely covers of 
Hey There Delilah, but with different names. Oh, my God. So this is Hey There Brianna. This is his most famous one. This has tw- uh, 14 million plays. Then this is how I discovered this like came up on my page. Hey there, Brianna, heard you got that fat ass booty. I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight that ass look juicy as yes, you do. No one got a badonka donk like you. Oh I swear it's true. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how I Thank feel about much. this. So how do you feel about this? Objectified. So, right. So there is there's this chain of objectification and commodification, right? We have Delilah who made the mistake of like just existing in front of Tom. Tom objectifies her in a song, makes a bunch of money off of it. People start objectifying Tom in the songs, right? This mm-hmm. this Twitter user Sarah you are serotonin makes a joke about I don't know, just a funny joke. And now Young Black Sinatra is commodifying that. He's selling Hey There Brianna ringtones. <gasps> and he's Who's taking, Brianna? Well, so here's the thing. He's taking requests. <laughs> so <laughs> it's impossible to figure out exactly how many listens and plays because like you can't like there's no hashtags for mm-hmm. Hey There It's Blank. And so but this is like I, w- I want to say approaching a hundred million plays of these different things in total. So this is Hey There, Alexis. Hey there, Alexis. Heard that ass bigger than Texas. I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight I'll drop off 50 states for you. No one else a big booty bitch like you. No. I swear it's true. No more. So there are hundreds more of he okay, does well, men, he does anybody, right? <laughs> so, like, I, for whatever reason, I feel How is less, there a market for this? I feel less weird about this than I do about the original song. Well, yeah, this is just parody. It's parody, and it's like, I think it's, like, kind of sweeter. Cause it's, cause if he's it, taking requests, I guess. He's taking requests, but also, like, even, like, I drive all 50 states for you is, is cute because it's, like, hyperbole. It's, like, all... I think the problem is th- these are clearly hyperbole, hit yeah. Young Black Sinatras, and Tom's is, like, we, we read in that, in that article, is, like, so sincere, like, creepily yeah. sincere. Way too so, earnest. And he's, like... It's my best songwriting. Right. Oh my God. I like, the, I watched her walk into the evening and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, I think like I drive all, you got a big booty. I drive all 50 states for you is like kind of cute. Okay. I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> so that's where we're going to leave it is we have created a hey there, Delilah micro economy on Instagram. Or not on Instagram. On, we haven't. On TikTok. We as a, we <laughs> I as had a nothing society, to do with this. We as a society have created a Hey There Delilah micro economy on TikTok where users, specifically Young Black Sinatra, are selling ringtones of parodies of, you know. That's, you know, some ingenuity selling ringtones. He's selling ringtones. So... <laughs> This is so. So let's finally try to answer this question. What does Higginson owe to the real Delilah? Is it not okay that he was inspired by and wrote a song about this real person and it blew up? No, that's fine. I mean, where does the not okay stuff? Ha- where does the creepy stuff start in this chain of events? Um, 
I think it's kind of creepy when you start publicizing the story, mm-hmm. right? So like ma- everybody has had a time in their life where maybe they've like yearned for someone that they couldn't have. Fine. But you don't need to like commodify that and take that and tell the whole fucking world when that other person is just out there living their life. Yeah, an unwilling participant in that in that narrative. In this narrative. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of agree with you too, because I don't, you know, as a songwriter, of course I've written songs about things that have happened to me in my real life, but like I don't yeah, I I I am made uncomfortable by this situation and I don't quite know where or why and i think that you probably hit the nail on the head which is like that he started not just trading the song for cachet and money but also the 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 story yeah and and the the contradicting narratives of like i was really in love with her i thought it was gonna happen we went to the grammys i loved her i hated her oh my god and she's like i really don't like him i wanted to scream you know it's it's all kind of icky but it gave us hey there brianna so it was all worth it where can people find us on the internet? Oh my god, I was I was still thinking, but okay. People can find us <laughs> I, on the I, internet. I was just making a joke. Um, what were you thinking about? I was just thinking about your question and how, like, I remember hearing a quote. Who's the guy from um, Oasis? Noel and Liam Gallagher. Yeah. Noel Gallagher. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing him being like, "I saw a girl on the street, and I decided to write a song about her." And like, fine. But yeah. but he didn't like track her down and start telling the whole world who she was. <laughs> and there have been other examples of like, what's his name? James Blunt like saw his ex-wife on a subway and that's what inspired him to write You're Beautiful. Yeah, sure. But like, I don't know if A, he didn't use her name and B, like, I don't know if she wound up doing a ton of fucking interviews and going to him, going with him to the Grammys when that song came out. And at some point. Delilah was a willing participant by doing those interviews. hundred percent. I mean, I think that she probably maybe thought that it would go away if she succumbed to the, the pressure of being interviewed about it. And like, it didn't go away. It got worse. Or she like thought that she could use the platform for good. And that's why she like kept talking about her cross country career. I don't know. It's, it's complicated. It's, it, it ain't great. So, it ain't great both of those people were just being dumb and they were young and it was their 2000s so whatever yeah so where can people (laughs) find us on the internet people can find us on the internet at lyrics for lunch on twitter and instagram send us an email for a longer story at lyrics for lunch at gmail.com nailed it absolutely perfect and tune in next week when we will be back at it with another famous song and the not so famous story behind the famous song are we gonna officially say what we're gonna do or are we not there no never we're not not there yet we're not there and we're gonna go out on one final tiktok this is from ringo bongos um and it is a song that it's inspired by hey there delilah but it is not to the t- mercifully not to the tune of hey there delilah time to talk about hey there delilah tell Megaton, dude what the fuck funny story the first time my grandma heard the song she turned to me and she was like if a boy ever tells you he can support you by playing music just run hey the plain white guy what's it like cosplaying long distance with someone who's not in on it you knew she had a bow, but for some reason you thought it would be chill to name drop an unknowing muse when 
you don't know where it all seems like a long way to fall for someone you met so briefly and don't get me started on how she had to find out about your creepy song on her own and to put it clearly did you talk a big game when you try to explain that she's good with it now she's like fairly a balanced power dynamic the story was fake and you could have easily chosen like any other man 